The Florida Panthers find themselves in familiar territory after losing game four against the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final. We discuss what went wrong, all the line changes, and more importantly, some injury concern for the Panthers, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're at your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back to get your daily Florida Panthers fix, whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, whether they're up 3 nothing, whether they're down 3-1 like the Florida Panthers find themselves in. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the everydayers who come back here. But the Florida Panthers, they uh, in today's game, they fall behind, never had a lead, even in this was a very clean game as far as players going to the box. Only two penalties on the night for, for both teams combined. And still the Florida Panthers come out on the losing end in, in, this, in this game when in game three, the, this game was won for the Panthers at five on five but not the case tonight but we do have a special guest on the show it is a very familiar guest that we you guys have heard here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast he is florida panthers historian francisco aporta francisco welcome back to the show hey (laughs) this is the first one after a a loss this postseason so uh i'm not having fun (laughs) yeah it's funny. I'm I'm fifty fifty. I'm having fun. I'm I'm not having yeah. fun based on the circumstances of them being down, but I'm also having fun the fact that they are in this position to be in the Stanley Cup final with even though they're down three one. But let's just go right into this uh, game, Francisco. Where uh, really one thirty nine into into the game. I mean, even twenty two seconds. Uh, Bob was tested early by by uh, Barbashev and 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 then uh, and then at the 139 mark a, a bad change and you're you're talking i forget what what game number this is with regular season and uh and postseason combined for these two teams but this this is about around the 100 game mark for, yeah, for the Panthers team. At this point. Yeah. and you, you're you're having bad change bad changes when the when the puck isn't even out of the zone yet and of course you open up the middle of the ice for chandler stevenson to to go up the middle and then Bob not having a chance on, on that first goal. And I mean, it was the Panthers were chasing the game the whole night. I mean, the Panthers were really late to um, their board battles as well. There was, and, and there was also one where the, the Vegas golden Knights attempt the stretch pass and Ekblad is late to get to the boards and was beaten Mark by Mark stone to avoid icing as well. And just breakouts in their own zone, but puck battles in the half walls. It was just uh it was kind of a messy first uh, first few minutes for for the Panthers in in this game. What did you see uh, for the Panthers coming out of the gate? They've been slow uh, to start games uh, as of late, and you know the, you can have uh, fatigue at this point. I mean, it's 100 plus games, and it's um, 
but that change was the biggest difference maker in this game. Uh, that was a mental mistake that at at this point you shouldn't be making in the Stanley Cup final. And it was Aaron Ekblad coming off for a change at the most inopportune time. Uh, something that had he held out for a couple more seconds would have not happened, right? And that was the difference of this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that the, the Panthers, as much as Vegas really laid it onto them, especially when they went up three nothing uh, in that flurry, but the Panthers somehow, some way, still find a way to hang with Vegas. They still find a ways to hang with Vegas. You had a later on a crazy uh, bounce for their first goal, uh, pinballing into the net for for Brandon Montour, and then you know Barky, the captain, gets his first goal, uh, stepping up at at the the time that they needed him the most. And then you had the the last five minutes of the game, which was just intensity set up to eleven. And a possible chance for for Kachuk had he not he's obviously everybody's playing injured. There's nobody's healthy right now, but Kachuk has been not utilizing his the full range of his arm. And if he had the ability to lift it just a little bit, he probably would have buried it, and we'd be in overtime. So, but once again, all of that doesn't happen if not for that first goal and it was it's it just something that uh they're gonna look back on and just be like oh okay guys come on and and i don't i know a lot of people pile on with aaron ekblad um and even in game three when i was watching the game and and seeing some of his decision making, it's it's been kind of suspect lately. His passes, just kind of a lot of things with that. I, he's he's he may be overthinking things or just not thinking enough. But uh, that was that's the difference maker. And you know, uh, the team. The only reason that they hung on for so long was Bobrovsky. In the end, um, he's been amazing he, he's he's bounced back completely at this point and the Panthers just need to find a way to help him out yeah absolutely and and there's many times where there were breakouts in their own zone I mean there was one where Gudis was trying to um, clear it and then it there's a breakaway by Vegas as well and then and then they he retrieves it and then turns it over twice in the same sequence as yeah. well and it is well for for the for the Panthers there and it's just that at this point in the series, uh, I haven't really said this on the show, but it, it but you know, that we we can't deny it. Vegas is the better team at, at this point in time. We talked about the the depth and, and all that for 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 Vegas and the how deep when Mark Stone is playing on the, your third line. I mean, Mark Stone was was also quick to to pucks as well. I mean, that second goal where he was just waiting for the play develop and for the Vegas Golden Knights to gain um gain get in the zone trailing the play to Stevenson for the second goal. My goodness, like how how can you it's like how can how can the Florida Panthers match up? Yeah, Etu's not not playing. Yeah, where I don't expect them back at, in this series. I mean, you had a whole bunch of line shuffles with Nick Cousins going on the first line and then that line wasn't doing anything. Yeah, you put Kachuk 
Verhage and Bennett back together, but then Duclair goes out for a little bit. Kachuk doesn't go goes ten plus minutes with, without stepping on the ice as well due to whatever um, may well not whatever may be going on, but of course what's obvious the shoulder injury for him as well. So also that that's that's just uh, that's a, a whole bunch of like Palmer's has his hands full. Like let's let's not kid ourselves he's, with, with what he does with what he he's, has. He's tried his best. He's he's trying his best with 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 the the tools that he has right now and guys are banged up guys are banged up and just are trying to will themselves through this i mean kachuk was trying to as well and, and maurice held kachuk out for most of that third period and I, I i once he was out for like the first five minutes i'm like okay he's probably gonna hold him out until probably around the five minute mark five minutes i'm sure to give one last burst of energy from kachuk to see what he could do and and even then, Kachuk still almost found a way to tie that game, um, which, once again, you, you, you're, you hat, hats off to, to Kachuk for for trying to to eke through that, and he almost had it. His arms just can't. He's, it's it's something with the shoulder or something like that. I mean, you can just see him um, uh, holding it at points. He's kind of kind of grimacing grimacing his he's not holding the, the the stick i wish i had my hockey stick here i could show it to you <laughs> give like a in in studio type of thing but regardless he's 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 not 100 percent there and um i'm not sure what they shot him with i don't know how many quarter zones or whatever they were shooting him up with to try and get him through it but even then it was still too much for him um, paul maurice did try and shake up the lines going to that third period to try and figure things out put anton lundell in in, in kachuk's place to and that did provide some spark there well that was um, great yeah yeah so he, he's uh he's gonna have to do some clever adjustments and we'll see if um the, it's only a couple days uh one day layoff really until we get to vegas on um a couple days on, on tuesday sorry so we'll see if they'll get some good rest uh, i'm not sure if they'll they'll get into practice or anything like that on monday once they're in Vegas, because uh, uh, and we'll see how the conditioning goes just for for that. But uh, we're back against the wall again. So mm-hmm. we've been here before, and I had tweeted out that the Panthers are going to have to bookend this playoff run with another miracle, uh, akin to what they did against Boston. But it's it's Vegas. Um, you know, in the heat of the game, you're tweeting out all kinds of irrational things. The game's rigged. Batman wants the Vegas to win. And, you know, I could see why Dallas fans were throwing garbage at the Golden Knights after the, you know, <laughs> between periods. Like, I, uh, but Vegas is playing well. They are they're disciplined. They're very disciplined. They're, they're simple. They play a simple uh, game. Well, is stopping every, just about everything the Panthers are throwing at them. Uh, but even then, the Panthers uh, weren't getting many shots out to them early on in this game and and uh, they don't really get aggressive until well, until they got one once they got one it just seemed like okay most dangerous lead in hockey two goal lead and you kind of felt it the, the crowd got back into the game big time you got the second goal and it just um but hill just wouldn't let one through and there were just unlucky bounces for the panthers just you know sammy bennett was in front of the net for quite a long time and he's he had a few pucks that landed just 
behind him or right at his feet. If you know, if he had eyes in the back of his head, he probably wouldn't potted those goals as well. But it's just um, Hill's been fantastic. So, um, you know, Vegas is playing well. I mean, it's 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 kind of where we've got two, three, three, one series leads against Western teams that are just playing better than the other team from South Florida down here. Yep. And uh, the and you saw at the end how the Panthers were starting to get in front of the net, but just the centering fees were just not connecting on the tapes as well for mm-hmm. for the Panthers and and just the, but credit to the Vegas Golden Knights they their their sticks were active as well as far as breaking up those attempts and and all and and getting their their clears when necessary even though the Florida Panthers did in fact lead in the shot attempts category as well, but th- of course both of these teams going into the final like we spoke about. Um, on, on the show that these guys, the, both these teams have scored while not dominating the possession as well. So they've taken opportunities of, of taking advantage of giveaways and, and all that stuff and turnovers uh, for, for their opposition as well. But we're going to transition into segment number two. We're going to discuss more about what is being said about the three, one series lead. What, what is uh and level of concern are, are, our optimism if this can in fact happen again for the Florida Panthers in this playoff run as the Florida Panthers have shown that cats do in fact have many lives with just coming back and making it a one goal deficit. We're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, but first we're going to tell you all about bird dogs and the warm weather is here. And that means one thing shorts, but with shorts, finding the right fit is always a challenge with bird dogs. You no longer have to worry about finding the right fit. We've got a style for every occasion and the fit of every performance from khaki to Oxford shorts to gym shorts and swim trunks, all equipped with a built-in liner for advanced enhanced comfort. Go and pre pursue the bird dog collection now and find your right fit and be sure to check out their line of khakis, joggers, sweatpants as well. Stop searching for the right, perfect pair of shorts. Head to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. If you enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout, you'll receive a free custom Yeti style tumbler for every order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Promo code LockedOnNHL. Segment number two here on this Sunday, June 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Recapping this 3-2 to two regulation loss for the Florida Panthers against the Vegas Golden Knights in game four of the Stanley cup final. Well, it, it was a, this, this the crowd was excited They you know, they, you had five time major champion Brooks Kepka banging the drum as well. Um, co- coming into this one. And it's just, it's just, it just sucks, man. And, and just the fact that, you know, when, when the Florida Panthers were down three, one against the Boston Bruins, I mean, I said it myself. I, I that I think that I think it's over for the Florida Panthers there. But listen, man, it, it's deflating right now. But I don't I don't know whether I'm at the in the point of can history repeat itself or it's just like oh or to be in the mindset of doom and gloom for this this Panthers team is it, they're going back to on the road two two day gap i don't even remember whether game four between game four and five and round one was a two-day gap it feels like so long ago but what's your mindset uh as far as the panthers being down in this position because we have seen in fact seen this before well if there's if it's anything to go on this is probably the most 
comfortable. I mean, this is the most comfortable position for the Panthers because this is the position they're always in <laughs> mm-hmm. since January. Uh, yeah, they they've been they've been fighting and just been on their heels for for months now and have taken it as far as it could go. And, you know, this is uh, we do have to appreciate that they have taken it this far, that we're talking about them in June. And this is the greatest Florida Panthers team to have ever played that we're watching right now. They've surpassed the 96 team at -hmm. this point. Which had 92 points, too. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, they and that 92, that 96 team did have one last fantastic gasp against the Avalanche with the triple overtime game. So we're the Panthers are not going to lay down. <laughs> you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky was talking in the um, the post game show about how when they lost to the to the Islanders and that that the Islanders fourth Stanley Cup in that in that dynasty before the Oilers started theirs, and they were walking across from the locker room oh, at the old story. Nassau Coliseum and. And, you know, they have to walk through it and they're not the Islanders players. You know, this is their fourth in a row and and they've they're happy about it, but they're so banged up and they're just gassed and they're just they're they're not celebrating just yet. That's why the parade is a few days afterwards once they're they they've uh, recovered their bodies. Right. And, you know, if the Panthers are going to go out, they're going to make sure Vegas those guys on the Golden Knights are not going to be okay <laughs> for a few days before uh, that parade goes down that strip. If that's if that's what the Golden Knights try and force to happen, but you know it's uh, short term, short term mem- short term goals. Just try and uh, play minute by minute, try and chip away, try and get something, try and send this back to sunrise, and then we'll we'll go from there. That's that's where I'm at right now. I mean, three, one series leads. I mean, the Marlins did it in 2003 against the Cubs, mm-hmm. right? You know, and they got Steve blown Barclay. out and go blown out in game four. And then, you know, Josh Beckett pitches a gem in game five. So uh, it might take uh, pitching a gem from Bobrovsky and just a goal or two. And, and, and may, and it has to be from a guy. Cause like, uh, Kachuk or the shapeshifter that's that embodies both Kachuk and, and and Jimmy Butler. They've given all they can with their body right now, and you're gonna have to see it from somebody else. Maybe Barkov, uh, or maybe somebody on the third or fourth line. Just one of those somebody that an unsung hero, somebody that that uh, that we just don't know. Could it be Lomberg? Could it be Colin White? Could it be Nick Cousins? Could it be somebody? Somebody else is gonna have to figure it out. Because the top guys are banged up right now, um, so I'm 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 not I'm not trying to think of this like okay we're just going to be watching the end of this and, and you just clap you just kind of um, if if that's the case you, you kind of I, I was at Game Six of of the um, uh, 2013 NBA Finals when the Heat were just right at the, the at their backs too Ray and, Allen and I didn't leave early and I. As the as the seconds were winding down, I was clapping for my team, and I was clapping for them like you know what they've they've given us so much and this and that, and I was just uh, I was just happy and grateful to have seen them you know get that far, even though they you know it was just 
but then a miracle happened, right? So I would advise Panthers fans out there from every generation, the, the, the OGs from 93 or the ones that this is their first big run ever, um, just appreciate what we're seeing right now because those OGs from 93 can tell you it might take a long time to come back. And, um, you know, whatever spirits are out there, uh, the hockey gods, I don't know, maybe they can look down favorably just for a few more days. Yeah, and one player that, and, and, that, one player that I could think of, of probably to make a difference maybe in game five that can swing the momentum is probably someone like Sam Bennett. Can you believe that he doesn't have a penalty at all this uh this series after yeah. all the PIM that the Panthers had in even in games one and two, Kachuk was penalty free. Yeah, I know he was out of the off the ice for well. And, if you and I agree with was, you on Bennett. I mean, he was he was around the net constantly in those last five minutes. He was right there on the doorstep and just the on redirections, too. right there on like next to his skate and just can't move his stick or he just you know just and then defenseman from vegas just kind of swipes it away but he was right there so it's he, you know that's a that's a good pick for as well for somebody that can just kind of might be due for something mm. and paul Maurice did speak about after the game of course he did this was a given that he was going to ask be asked about 3-1 and the whole boston and he says that it's something I'm paraphrasing here and something that we'll think about, celebrate it and then get to work. And, and I, some people might take that the wrong way as far as Maurice saying that, but I can kind of see you where he's going as far as that, as far. And, and it goes back to his quote about enjoying the journey. Yeah. You're down, you're, you're down uh, three, three, one, but as far as, be the unity that this team has 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 when it when it's come together and a uh, little little behind the curtains uh it, it took a while for the media to get in inside the locker room as uh, and one of the doors was closed uh uh even further from the locker room so we didn't hear what they what was said after yeah the i was there i was right so, next to you, you know? yeah, yeah so as far as as far as that uh for for the for the just to a peek behind the curtain, but with 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 Palmer saying that, I could kind of see how maybe, just maybe, even though this is a pressure situation, I could kind of see how maybe the Panthers can come maybe a little, not necessarily relaxed, but not super desperate. I mean, look, Palmer was even talking about hits prior to Game Three about not overexerting yourself when it comes to your energy levels, and the hits have gone down as far as trying to, to trying trying to do too much. And we, we, I didn't, I didn't think the Panthers even in Games Three and Four. I know they lost tonight, but I didn't feel like they were consistently trying to do too much as far as the physicality. And look, it was a penalty-free game in Game Four. Maybe it was the referees saying, "Okay, let's tone it down as far as as take, putting guys in the box," but. Mm-hmm. That has to mean something. It, I mean, yeah, they were out hit 32-21 tonight. Um, so they, they, it's a big disparity for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think they, they were trying to fill out the game. Uh, it was unfortunate that, you know, that at the a minute 39 in, you're, you're, you're down, and it was just a dumb thing that, that happened that um, – uh, because aside from that, I think they, they were feeling out the game, and I think that's kind of how they approach all of these games. They kind of fill out what 
what they kind of need to do. But at a minute 39, they didn't have that luxury after that. That first goal, and suddenly it was that was it. They they had they were just on their heels trying to play catch up, and then you know Vegas uh, with the flurry gets you know up three zero, and then that that so they they lost their opportunity to feel out how Vegas was going to respond uh, just from a uh, just a mental error, a mental error. You know it it, it it's unfortunate. I think that 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 because the rest of the game. Once more, I thought they did well enough to hang with Vegas, mm-hmm. and um, it they did well enough to hang with Vegas, and it really was just that. So I think they they go into into game game five with that, like we you know we're banged up, we're uh, you know an unfortunate thing happened, and yet. Bob is giving us the chance to hang with Vegas and that's, that's how they're, they're going to have to go into it. You know, they, uh, I, I like how Palmeiras has, has approached his coaching and as far, as far as his message to the players throughout the playoffs, um, just his speeches that they even been, in losses. Yeah. Even in losses. Um, you know, he's been coaching a long time. He was kind of like a phenom early on when in, in his young career, uh, when he was with, with Hartford and they move on over to Carolina and he's this isn't his first Stanley Cup finals run. He was there mm-hmm. with Carolina in in um in 2002. So he's been here before. He's probably after 20 plus years since then or 20 years uh, yeah, 20 20 21 years since 21. Then, mm-hmm. Um he's definitely got a new perspective. He's an older coach now. Uh much more seasoned. He's racked up a lot of victories and he's been with a few higher higher pressure situations, uh, you know, with uh, Canadian teams and, and such, that um, he's probably more appreciative of the moment, and I think that's what he's trying to instill on the on the players. This may not be; they may never get back to this point. So, regardless, just be appreciative of it. And um, I, I always think, and I, this is kind of how I thought, because a lot of people are always hung up on rings and, and winning it. All I always think that at least making it to a championship series is is probably just enough of a, a, of an honor for for a player. You know, uh, plenty of uh, hockey Hall of Famers have at least played in the Stanley Cup final. I think that's 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 an honor in and of itself. And I th- and that players probably do need to appreciate that. And I think, and once again, I'm trying to speak to the fans that are out there as well that are, you know, feeling pain right now, feeling a little disappointed, feeling a little uh, down that um, appreciate that they're here. Enjoy it. People have been seeing what sunrise can be like. Oh with- yeah with a rabid Panthers fan base because I mean, people are, people are coming in from all over the country to come down here to watch these games, right? That, that were fans back in 93, 96, or they, they were kids. They saw terrible Panthers teams, you know, Roberto Luongo standing on his head, Saving the most saves in in, in in a regular season with a terrible Panthers team, you know, all through the doldrums, 
you know, and David Booth and, and, and Nathan Norton and, you know, uh, Stephen Weiss and all these other guys coming through Thomasville Coon. Like if people like that, they, they, there's been a lot that's, that's happened that, that, um, you know, and, and you know, I, I mean, it's, it's just that that's what it is. You just kind of have to appreciate that they're here. Um, and it's, it's not just all oh, participation trophies. Yeah. They got the Prince of Wales trophy. So, I mean, I'm seeing a comment there, but you know, you, you want to win it all, but it's also about the journey. I think Ira Winterman is also, uh, you know, he's Sun Sentinel heat beat writer. And I've, he's often talked about how he, he doesn't really like the narrative of, Oh, it's all just about what happens at the end uh, for him because he's a, a beat writer and a journalist he sees the storyline the work day day, from training camp all the way to whenever the season ends and that in and of itself is is also beautiful right you know if you're a wrestling fan you you also you know you pay attention to storylines it's not just about oh what happens at wrestlemania or all these other things it's just no there's storylines in between and that's and that's also part of it even damian lillard I was talking about, I'm talking about other sports and other things, but it's the same message. It's like, you know, you're in sunrise covering the Stanley Cup final, right? We're talking about this. This is fun. Um, uh, so, so there you go. I mean, I, I still look fondly back on 2013 and, and 2020 with the, the ad for the heat and, and 2012 and the Marlins 2003. And I wasn't there for 96. I, I, I wasn't, a fan. I was playing Sega Genesis, some Sonic the Hedgehog three and <laughs> I was doing. But I'm appreciative of this, and people have reached out to me, just like, "Hey, man, you, you know, I'm so happy for you." Like, so everybody out there, I mean, you're sad, you're you're pissed off, all these other things, but you know, this is still a good thing to happen. I can't wait to see what happens next year because this is. This is this is how you plant the seeds. The Panthers have been working. I, I covered this team back in 2013. Uh, George Richards posted out when he was just saying, like, this place was empty. You know, they barely got 10,000 people into the building for some games. And look what's – I mean, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. So appreciate that, folks. Appreciate it now, right? The, the lost things, but but appreciate this moment. And we'll, we'll try and see what happens in game five. Yeah, no doubt. And – uh and and I think of going back to people who have been there before winning. I think of Marion Hosa. I think of someone like Ray Bork who didn't win until his la uh, until his twenty second season in the NHL as well. So those are guys. If you want to look at examples of of how hard it is to win in this league, L- look at those uh, two guys. But we're gonna transition into segment number three. Where we're gonna discuss more about what Matthew Kachuk said about his injury as far as as far as when asked uh, by the media post game, we're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first we're going to tell you all about game time and buying tickets to your favorite events. Can't shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy theater near you. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals for tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, theater, and more game time guarantees. You'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same sector for row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference go to game time app create an account and use code locked on hl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on hl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price 
guaranteed. Segment number three here on this Sunday, June 11th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers lose in regulation by a final score of 3-2, make it interesting at the end, uh, but now trail 3-1 in the series against the Vegas Golden Knights. And a little scuff at the end uh, after the final horn, uh, mostly Brandon Montour going in after mm. Petrangelo had the puck over glass, uh, Aiden Hill go- taking hacks at Reinhardt as well. Um and just crazy ending for that. But of course, with uh, let, let's go right into the what was asked as far as Matthew Kachuk. And I think Montour spoke to media, Bobrovsky spoke to the media, um, those um, Barkov. And but mostly I want to highlight Kachuk. And he was asked a very, very difficult question. It was by my friend, uh, by our friend, uh, David Dwork, and who yeah. had the had the pleasure of sitting next to him, Aaron Brown and Roy Bellamy on 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 the night, uh, and it he asked a very difficult question for Kachuk about what's it going to take for him to e- exit um, exit the game, and also being asked about if it was in relation to to the injury of Game Three, and he was. This was the very first time I saw we saw. Matthew Kachuk stumped on a question. Usually, he's very open with what, with at least in my eyes, about how he's feeling and everything. And also, you know, of course, when it comes to injuries, you're not going to disclose stuff, obviously. Um, but he's clearly bothered. But also, just about maybe of, I don't know how I can't read Kachuk's mind. But I can only imagine what's going through his head. It's like, damn, it has to. Why does it have to come at this point in in time in in, the, in this moment? Of course, um, but that that was the thing that stood out of him being asked, "What's it going to take?" And we've seen other players, even this season for the Florida Panthers, who they take bumps and bruises, and you'll never see them come out like the perfect example. I could tell you, Gustav Forsling. You see him block shots all the time. He goes down the tunnel, comes back, and he never and he and he, he's played every single um, game this season. M- Matthew Kachuk, s- same thing. But this is the first time I really saw him being stumped as far as as far as being asked. But also that can maybe mean that this might be more serious than we think too. Yeah, um, you're 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 hoping that. He's he's got. I mean, I, I it has to be a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Um, something is torn there. Um, as far as what it looks like, just I mean, you can tell just the way he's holding the stick, and he's he's not getting any sort of power with his shots, um, any sort of lift, and and he's um, for the most part he's trying to position himself in places. Uh, to try and maybe just poke at the puck and maybe it'll get through, but but you know positioning can only get you so far if you can't really work the stick much at all, and uh, it obviously doesn't help at all uh, on a defensive end either because you, you you just you can't really poke at guys or, or check anybody. It, it's it's really um, he's not he's gonna play game five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just there's no question. He's gonna play game five. That's that's a given. Just how they're going to do it is going to be interesting. 
Um, we saw a little bit of it of, of Paul Maurice trying to figure it out, limiting his minutes, putting Lundell up uh, on that second line. Uh, it, it it's going to be really rough for sure. Um, and, and maybe they'll try and work out some scenarios, maybe a, a practice or so, just to try and see how they can do it. But I, I um, or they'll try and pump him with something. <laughs> <laughs> but he can only pump so much if the arm just can't do this motion, it, can't rotate, can't. It, it, I mean, he's he's hold, holding the stick just like this. And I wish I once again, I wish I had my stick with me so I could show you all. But it's it's not. It's only so much. And he really he honestly didn't know how to answer that question. And and it's. Um, uh, I, I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just he's going to play in game five. But. Mm, We'll see the injury reports because that's when it all comes out on both sides. What people have been playing with, who's got broken legs, fractures, uh, punctured lungs. Valerie uh, Nutruskin last torn, year, yeah, broken torn, leg, torn muscles, torn MCLs or ACLs. I'm not sure, but there's there's a lot of things going on, and uh, you know, torn labor, maybe rotator labrum. Cuff. I don't know. Rotator yeah. Um, so that's we'll see. Yeah, and you just hope that for not just the hockey side because we want this team to win, but you just the quality of life about what, how he's going to go through for an offseason because regardless of win or lose, the Panthers are going to have a short offseason going into training camp next year. And and it's just going to – you you wonder. I, I, I shouldn't look too far ahead. I should not do that. But we, we still have a game five to, to play. But you, you just wonder how – recovery time is going to look if, if, if a surgery is needed as well. So that's just the, that's just a uh, kind of tough to think about, especially if you end up on the losing end, but Hey, um, it, it just comes down to, it just comes down to winning one game and you're, you're going to fly back to sunrise, Florida, either way, might as well get an extra game out of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll so. see what happens. You know, Vegas can enjoy their, and then Vegas can enjoy the parade down the strip, and then enjoy terrible Raiders and A's baseball and football. So, <laughs> the 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 Raiders' uh, new uh, stadium design even has a big foul territory. So, <laughs> the, the A's, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, you know, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I rolled my eyes when I saw that, but of course it it couldn't, yeah. it, it couldn't be more Oakland A's. But <laughs> before we before we get too much into the baseball uh, side of things, smallest ballpark got... in the league. That's it'll be like thirty, maybe twenty nine thousand seats. Good luck. Maybe, but <laughs> Francisco, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Despite a loss, uh, despite a loss for the Florida Panthers in Game Four. Uh, it's not it's not over for this team. They still have an opportunity uh, on Tuesday night. So before we sign off here, tell everybody where they can follow you. Yeah, uh, at FLA Cats history, you know, thanks for everybody who's been following throughout this playoff one. I've got a ton of new followers. So that's fantastic. And if you like Marlins baseball, because there's, you know, seven games above 500 this deep into the season at Marlins history. And they won. Yeah, they won tonight. So. They're doing well, so that that'll be good. And uh, they also swept the Oakland A's, so <laughs> that's the team that Vegas is gonna get. So have fun with that. <laughs> I, 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 just because I'm in a suit doesn't mean I can't be petty. 
So mm -hmm. <laughs> it's great to bring a little different flavor here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, obviously. But Francisco, thank you so much. And I hope to see you very soon again, my friend. All right. Thanks, Armando. Take care. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the everydayers out there, make sure to come back for Monday's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where Alex Baumgartner of the Five Reasons Sports Network will be joining me as we continue to prepare for a Game 5 between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm Armando Velez with Francisco Aporta. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.